Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Inherited Will, a One Piece podcast. A weekly podcast discussing each week's manga chapter and a reread of past chapters. My name is Thomas. And I'm Jordan. Now, uh, this week I am recovering from a lost voice, which is why the episode is late. So you'll have to forgive me if I cut out a bit from here and there. Um, Additionally, this week we do have a new SBS to talk about, so look forward to that in between the discussion and the reread. Um, But with all that out of the way, we'll be jumping into chapter 1034, then later chapters 422 through 429. I feel like there's a lot going on on this uh, front cover, but also there's a lot going on in the chapter, so I'm like hesitant to spend a lot of time here. <laughs> I mean, we got Usopp winning prizes. Uh, I assume he's going to give that year's worth of juice to the crying child. <laughs> yeah, probably spread it out between a few of the children. It looks like one of them has a lump on their head. Uh, which one is that? I don't see it. Oh, uh, oh right by the, like, candle. Yeah. Do you think that a wolf guy, like, bonked him on the head with that gun? Uh, I was thinking more the, uh, bull guy. He looks more angry, where the wolf guy is focused on the incredible shot Usopp made. That's true. Uh, and Usopp is also wearing, uh, the mask of the, uh, the swordsmith guy from Demon Slayer. Yeah, I, I love that. I don't know if that has like a meaning in a certain culture or anything but it is delightful you know the demon slayer anime just started back up this past week maybe it's just in honor of that maybe okay i i have been saying i need to get back into that so maybe this is a sign we'll see uh takes us into the chapter for real uh Notably titled Sanji versus Queen. I'm sure there will be no opinions being flown around this time around. No, we're safe. We're good. <laughs> uh, we start out um, pretty much in that fight uh, on the outskirts of it, basically. Uh, in the Skull Dome, the Pleasure Hall. Where the fight between Sanji and Queen is exploding all back there. Uh, the courtesans um, that were notable a few chapters back are alarmed by this, understandably so, uh, and they want to get the heck out of there, but oh no. Uh, Osome, the one that we thought had gotten bought by Sanji a few chapters ago, can't find Chuji. Can't leave without Chuji. Um, but they're going to try and go on out of there anyway, it seems. Most of them. Poor Chuji. Mm-hmm. It's rough being a small mouse on a... <laughs> terrible terrible battlefield with superpowers yeah you'd think you could hide but there's so much destruction that there's just no nooks and crannies left poor guy i think he'll be all right though uh then we check in with momonosuke on the outside uh he appears to have given up on the producing his own flame clouds operation that he was going for before and has just grabbed hold of kaido's existing flame clouds um what he says here, he says, I might not be able to push the island back up, but if I can stop the fall, the worst can be avoided. But what it looks like he's doing is just pulling the island back the other way, or trying to. How is tugging on this going to stop it from falling? Uh, 
yeah i mean it does feel like he should be trying to tug up more right <laughs> like it almost looks like he's trying to make it crash before it hits the flower capital oh, um you mean like pull it down and maybe have a gentle landing yeah like just change the trajectory at least so it would it would minimize the damage because that like the angle just doesn't make sense otherwise maybe i'm reading into that too much but yeah well, i would uh, certainly be dragging it up to try to make it like soar over the flower capital and then land a bit more gently right indeed but judging from page one it doesn't appear that that's what he's doing <laughs> but he says like i won't let it fall so that has to be part of his plan i just maybe it's a bad angle Maybe Onigashima itself is on an angle, so he's actually pulling it up. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, unclear. Maybe the camera that this panel is in is just tilted a little bit. Right, exactly. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I'm sure Momonosuke has a really good plan, though. He wouldn't fuck this up. Uh, then we pop back into what is the remainder of this chapter, uh, the Sanji versus Queen confrontation. Um, before that, I guess we do check in with some randos outside for some reason but they don't have anything to do with this chapter it's just to set the scene i guess i guess but that's back on the performance floor and then we immediately cut to the pleasure hall again that is the performance floor you're right yeah actually i don't yeah I'm not sure what the point of that is <laughs> just to take up space perhaps i don't know yeah hmm. um but point is uh Queen is shooting laser beams from his eyes, just like what uh, Ichigi can do. We saw him using that move way back on Whole Cake Island all those years ago. Uh, Sanji is alarmed by this. Uh, then he follows it up with a Henry Queen. Uh, same technique as what Niji used in that same arc. Wouldn't you know it, this guy has all the Vinsmoke powers, it seems. Pretty bonkers. I do like on yeah. I'm gonna say overall, I do like this because I was kind of disappointed back on Whole Cake Island that Sanji never got the opportunity to put his brothers in their place. Um, mm -hmm. I understand that isn't what that arc was about, <laughs> um, but they were real tools, and I would have liked to see them get bopped uh, specifically by Sanji. Um, and this is, in a way, Sanji proving that he can overcome their abilities. So, I suppose this is a fine replacement for that. Possibly even an upgraded version of their abilities, right? Like, Yeah, could be. I would suspect that Queen at least tinkered with them a little bit to make them his own. But, mm -hmm. uh... Mm -hmm. Regardless, yeah, it's it's a little bit of justification. It, it it feels good. Now, in that arc, I don't think any of the three Vinsmoke brothers tried to defeat like a high tier guy like Katakuri, for example, by themselves or as a group. I mean, I think Ichiji, we saw, got bopped by Katakuri pretty easily in a one on one confrontation. Um, and if we make the assumption that Queen is, give or take, roughly on par with Katakuri, uh, 
that would make Queen handily above any of the the Germa guys. So the fact that Sanji can beat this man, of course, means he's considerably buffer than any one of them. Oh, but I have yeah. a hard time believing that, just imagining that even the three Vinsmoke bros together could have beaten Queen. So in my head, at least, Sanji bops all three of his bros. Definitely in one-on-one. Uh, I guess it would kind of depend on their teamwork for, in my mind, for both uh, against Sanji and against Queen. Like, Yeah, that's true. Queen hasn't been able to like pull out all of these moves at the same time that we've seen. So, like, yeah, if their teamwork was really on point, I could see them potentially surprising these guys but it would still be tough indeed and if like their regeneration is as good as sanji's then Mm -hmm. could give him a run for his money but if that's the case then like they should have just teamed up on any of the any of big mom's commanders i don't know i guess they had other priorities at the time being jerks (laughs) yes that and getting the heck out of there yeah uh but uh, gets hit by the Henry Blazer. Sanji is zapped for a hot second. Uh, Queen clarifies, indeed, he is using Germa Double Sits' moves. He was hoping to break them out after he transformed, uh, just to kind of prove that his stuff is better than Judge's. Um, even though it's still kind of an unfair fight, <laughs> Queen has at least three of the Vin Smoke, well, four of them, because he has Sanji's powers too, we find out later. Um, but he's using multiple Derma abilities against Sanji's. Just the one. So that doesn't really seem to prove anything. Queen, but, you know. Yeah. It's what's yeah. happened in his mind that really counts to him, I suppose. I guess so. I mean, Sanji does have his own kit on top of the Derma powers. So, like, it's slightly more fair, but it's definitely <laughs> still one-sided. Indeed. Silly Queen. Silly, silly dino man. Uh, Sanji doesn't care about uh, his grudge, his weird thing he has going on with Judge. So uh, shouts at him a little bit. But uh, oh no, he gets caught by a, a robo hand. Then he shows off perhaps the strangest ability <laughs> out of the four Vinspoke brothers. Uh, the winch abilities of Yonji crashes him into a wall and does a fun flippy dip, smashing him into still more walls. Now, how did how did Queen already research and test all of Germa's science? Like, how did he acquire such specific knowledge about all of the brothers, even Sanji? You know, in the case of, like, Ichiji, Niji, and Yonji, I can see, like, Kaido or whoever having, like, informants around, because Germa's fairly public. They go around and, like, act as mercenaries, basically. Um, so I could see, like, information about them being out there. But in terms of, like, what actually is in their tech, I don't know how he would have gotten access to that information. So my best guess is that he just has, like, general intel on what they can do and recreated them in his own way. Like, he okay. knows that, like... Ichiji can shoot lasers, so he built his own laser. Uh, I can't imagine a robo-arm is especially complex for someone such <laughs> as Queen. And, like, a zappy head. I mean, that's all 
theoretically fairly simple things as far as queen is concerned that's true that's true i guess yeah the the testing could just be testing his versions of it Um, as for the invisibility yeah i was gonna say how do you explain sanji (laughs) now i I really can't i mean like we know that germa and the boys are like comic book characters too (laughs) so maybe he just read the comic or got somebody who knew about the comic to tell him and figured all right if judge can do that in fiction i suppose it exists in reality too and he just does it wizard magic yeah i guess so um i do think queen should have named his move the winch gia queen but whatever (laughs) i'm not sure how that would have played in japanese but indeed (laughs) in english it's pretty good (laughs) i like it a lot uh Sanji, though, crashed big time through quite a few walls. Uh, does look like it's actually damaging him to be blasted through those walls? Because he's, like, bleeding from the mouth and nose. So that's a little bit strange that his durability is, like, less than a wall, basically. But her... Well, it's a lot of wall, as yeah. you see on the yeah, next page. Like, I don't know. I could see it reaching a limit, but also fairly small amount of blood and then yeah it's pretty fine it's pretty fine sanji breaks three of the robo hand though by kicking it with a red hot foot cleaves his robo arm right on off he should have done that from the start yeah really <laughs> genuinely should have just done that when they first started fighting and bam boom problem followed easy sanji cleaves off that hand falls on the ground Poor guy. He's huffing and puffing a little bit. Uh, Sanji gives Queen basically a final warning. Don't say their names. (laughs) To which Queen responds, Oh, there's no such thing as freedom of speech anymore. (laughs) Which is pretty rich coming from, like, one of the three main executives of, like, the dictator of this island. But, you know, please complain about rights. (laughs) It is... Very goofy, very fitting of the character. <laughs> Queen has been, like, very formidable as far as opponents go and, like, decently funny. So, he's he's okay in my book. Indeed. So far... I mean, I hate him, you know, but well, good character. Sure, but definitely the most interesting out of the uh, three Kaido guys so far. Maybe yeah, Queen will... I can't believe it. Maybe Kane will be slightly more interesting once we actually get some details on what's going on with that man. But I don't know. His personality is lacking to me. Like, Queen has tie-ins with Judge and is a mad scientist and is a goofball and dances. and He's got a mustache. He's got a mustache, yeah. Indeed. That's something that neither Jack nor Kane can uh, attend to. So I don't even count Jack. He's so boring. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. He was so intimidating when he first showed up, and then he just got punked on at every opportunity after that. Oh boy, poor guy. Uh, But Sanji lands a uh, big old kick on Queen's midsection, knots him down, and uh, tosses him back for a hot second. Apparently uh, Sanji's strategy for a little bit has just been kind of whittled him down with great big attacks, and it's working out. Queen is starting to be worn down. Well, yeah, I mean, Queen 
tries to throw it right back like you're tired too <laughs> i know you are <laughs> pretty much it's just like yeah so what whatever this is nothing new for me <laughs> i'm always in this situation <laughs> pretty much uh but queen has an ultra secret super weapon uh he also has the ability to turn invisible wowzers and he does exactly that pulling out the uh, stealth black ability of the germa uh sanji totally nonplussed by this <laughs> she's like oh that move too huh and then also disappears <laughs> yeah pretty badass queen extremely surprised by this uh but queen says here and the sound effect here i suppose also supports it uh that sanji has not really turned invisible like he has uh he just appears invisible because he's moving so dang fast uh so i'll get to it later uh i mean okay cool you could get into it now it calls into question whether or not a few chapters ago when we last saw this fight whether sanji was actually turning invisible then or was he just moving real fast like he is now gotcha that was like a different sound effect people were theorizing like crazy like oh he can still turn invisible without the raid suit. So. Well, not really. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, some clarity on this issue would be nice, Oda. But maybe this is him trying to clarify it. Uh, Chuji's here to clear everything up. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, he's just, he shows up. He just tries to cross through the hallway. Back to Osome, I suppose. Right in front of Queen. Yeah. Uh, Teppy Teppy, the sound effect says. <laughs> it's the best one I've ever seen. Uh, Osome sees him. He's like, oh, man, there you are, my, my mouse son. Don't know where those two went, but uh, it was bad here five seconds ago, so better hurry on <laughs> out. And uh, <laughs> Queen makes a confession in his head. Uh, apparently, uh, Osome, not a big fan of Queen. Uh, has turned down his patronage at the brothel a number of times, uh, even earlier today, uh, at the time, giving the excuse that uh, she had a headache. Uh, and then Queen basically outright says, I am the one who hit you earlier, presumably while invisible. So Sanji's existential crisis of a few chapters ago was uh, Queen's fault. How fun. Yeah, yeah. Classic invisible hit on someone to gaslight them into <laughs> questioning their entire existence. Indeed. Queen out here really playing the 5D chess game. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Oda. Really, uh, really almost causing some lasting damage to our boy. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, fortunately for Sanji, though, uh, the implication here appears to be that uh, although he is invisible, Queen is enormous and his footsteps are making creeps in the floor, which is what is allowing Sanji to still pinpoint his location. Which, I guess, because that appears to be what is implied here, means that observation hockey cannot actually help you detect somebody who's invisible. At least not in this way, right? Like, I guess there could be more than... Well, obviously, there's one more than one way to be invisible in this universe. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's quite strange. Good good to know, I guess. I suppose. I mean, it certainly means that uh, sheer usability is not totally useless against like higher tier enemies, which is nice. But if either of the two ways to become invisible, uh, whether that be Queen's technology or uh, Devil Fruit related, if either of those two things was going to be able to be detected via hockey, I would think it would be the tech-based one. <laughs> but, you know, here we are. <laughs> Again, I assume because this implication is here that it makes it so. So, uh, Sanji, uh, floating above our cast here, uh, going through some stuff in his head. He's like, all right, what did I gain? I've got an exoskeleton now, additional muscles, speed, all of which are good for my strength. If I add armament hockey on top of that, um, my lands are even, my legs are even tougher, so I can put out even hotter flames. And then he goes into a new upgraded form of Diablo Jamba, the Ifrit Jamba. It appears to be like Spartan. That's very fun. Pretty pretty. Yeah, this will this will be probably phenomenal in the anime, right? Oh, no doubt. I'm really looking forward to pretty much all these fights with how the quality of the like key moments in the anime have been recently. Yeah, I've seen a lot of good good clips out there. Mm -hmm. uh, I also really liked that this seems to imply that if Sanji had wanted to, he could have already gone this hot. Um but ever since Sanji has gotten uh, his fire powers, it's kind of been a weakness for him um, that his attacks kind of damage himself. Like in um, Thriller Bark, I believe it is, he says something to the effect of, oh no, if I use uh, Diablo Jamba one more time, I'll like, burn my legs off or whatever. <laughs> something like that yeah, effect. Yeah, something close to that. Sanji pretty frequently has an issue of like kicking somebody that's really hard and his legs can like stand up to the stress of his own attack, and you know, the additional durability is helping out with that long-standing weakness. Yeah, it's it's an upgrade that makes sense, and I'm happy with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Sanji though going in, he's like faster acceleration, heavier weight, uh, and then I guess he just like figures it out. I mean, he can't literally see Queen there like going after Osome like we can. Um, yeah, but there are, like, dust clouds almost behind Queen, so he's moving at a clip. Yeah, I suppose that's means, true. <laughs> yeah, those footsteps are going to be even louder and easier to pinpoint, you know? Oh, well, I'm not, like, concerned that, like, he knows that Queen is there. It's just strange to me a little bit that he, like, figures out that he's going to go hit her, and that he already did, based on oh. the sound and the dust clouds. <laughs> that's our detective, though, man. He, uh... He takes very little and makes a lot out of it. And like with observation hockey, you can kind of like sense like killing intent, kinda. Mm. So maybe you can like feel that he's like going after her. I don't know, uh, but like you said, he's a smart man. He figures out this sort of thing. Uh, lands a uh, neck blow on poor Queen, sending his big dumb head going into the ground bloodies him up a fair amount uh, and then he goes in for a classic Sanji combo it 
gifts him a whole bunch in a variety of places with his new Ifrit Jambe uh, upgrade. Then finally lands uh, what appears to be the final blow. The And my French is uh, non-existent, but Boeth Burst. And Boof. Boof. <laughs> Boof Burst. <laughs> I think that's Beef Burst, maybe? Uh, maybe. I suppose I could have looked this up prior to this, but uh, silly if true. <laughs> That's French for you. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, just like, I don't care about the, the actual word in French, but just that the Sanji would call his attack a beef burst. is very on par for Sanji, but still very silly. Yeah, that's beef. I just checked it. That is beef burst. <laughs> good work, Sanji. <laughs> you made a good one. Is he referring to his own beefiness? Is he... Uh, did he hit Queen right in the beef? <laughs> uh, Nobody knows. A little of column A, a little of column B. I'm fine with both of these options. I love this uh, pose that he's pulling off on the last shot, too, though. It's, it's good. I don't know. He's got the spin move right before that. A lot of uh, dynamic little action poses. Yeah, this like whole page is like... I mean, I couldn't tell you if it's like all the same moves uh, prior to the beef burst, of course, but uh, <laughs> it's all very reminiscent of like when he beat Karubi. He landed mm -hmm. all those like combo hits. And then this beef burst move just appears to be an upgraded version of the mutton shot. Um, yep. Same yep. pose and everything. Um, but like you said, it looks great. I mean, yeah, the impact lines are really cool. I don't know if we usually get the like jagged lightning effects. Is that fresh oh, to no. the that's a, Ifrit? That's definitely fresh for Ifrit. Okay. Yeah. And it's there are all these like straight lines coming off of Queen just to show that he's moving <laughs> pretty fucking fast. <laughs> Indeed. And looks like the the explosion smoke is kind of like swirling around where uh, Sanji's yeah. foot is centered on. Let's yeah. dope. Good stuff. Uh, so I guess Sanji like can basically generate heat lightning now. <laughs> yeah, like what? What is this? What does it mean? Is it gonna be a different color? Like, I don't know. It's gonna be satisfying, I'm sure. But I want to know how. Indeed. I'll be really looking forward to seeing this in the anime in particular, as I do with all of Sanji's fights, uh, double in particular, but you know. <laughs> um, so Jordan, this sure does feel like the finale to this fight, huh? <laughs> Is that the vibe you were picking up on? Yeah, we'll, we'll need some sort of confirmation, I guess, from the narrator or whatever that queen is down like we've gotten for other people but mm -hmm. like that feels like the next logical thing here i'm kind of of two minds about this because you're right it does feel like the end right he got an upgrade he landed a big attack bam boom all done and if it were to end here uh i would feel like it was earned i was concerned for both zoro and sanji uh that we judging from sanji in particular's performance in the previous arc uh i thought that oda was going to struggle a bit to be able to justify him be able to being able to beat someone as beefy as queen but uh 
I think he's done a fine job in that with the exoskeleton upgrades and all the other stuff he got. Uh, but it does still seem like there are some loose ends uh, with this Queen Sanji thing. Uh, we haven't clarified the nature of Judge and Queen's relationship. We know that they have some sort of rivalry, um, but we don't know like what the beef is there or what Mads is. What their like, team was back in the day. Uh, like I mentioned in brief before, uh, I don't think the raid suit or raid suit list availability issue has quite been clarified to my satisfaction, at least. Um, and also, uh, Queen has already taken like a few like finisher level attacks from Sanji already. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I feel like we and Marco, right? Uh, Yes, but I just mean, like, we've gotten, like, chapters ended with Sanji, like, blasting Queen away oh, before. Oh, I thought you were talking about Queen's durability, not Sanji getting what he deserves. My bad. Mm -hmm. So, wouldn't again, if it ends here, I suppose that's fine. I would like those things to be clarified at some point, I suppose. But uh, I feel like we might get, like, maybe one more dedicated Sanji thing. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he's he's been the focus for a few chapters recently, which is delightful, obviously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if he needs more. I feel like if we were to get more on this, we'd get more about Queen, probably. Like, maybe Sanji will be involved with that, but focused more on Queen. Yeah, maybe Queen actually will go down, and we'll see at the beginning of the next chapter, but like... Sanji's walked in away. He's like, hey, what's up with you and Judge anyway? And then we did like a two-page like tease of like Judge and uh, Queen and Vegapunk back in the day, to be clarified yeah, later. I could, I could totally see Queen pulling out like, you know, oh, I I know the secret to something, whatever, something about your, your bloodline or where you came from or just trying to like, pull him back in mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. anger him or something. I don't know. Queen's a weirdo. So anything could happen, but, uh, indeed he sure we'll is. He sure is open with information sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Mm. Can't predict him. But, uh, I suppose we will see what happens with that, uh, later. Oh, one other thing. It is also very strange that, uh, Sanji and Queen wrapped up before the Rizo and Earlobe guy <laughs> confrontation. Oh, man, before we've even checked in on them. Indeed. Uh, very strange, but operating under the assumption that Queen is indeed done, all we really have left is Luffy Kaido, um, Rizo, Earlobes, King, Queen, or King and Zoro, and uh, Big Mom, I think. Oh, and the CP0 versus... Uh, various people down there and the giant much. fire and mm -hmm. the numbers and drake yeah drake is wrapped up with the cp0 stuff oh gotcha you're gotcha gotcha mm -hmm. um yeah it'll be real fun indeed only a little bit left but uh no doubt over quite a few chapters yeah um, and then we're we, we got to be getting flashbacks uh, I'm rather, something. 
yeah. either King or, well, definitely Kaido in some fashion. They're coming. Yeah. I'd be very surprised we didn't get something specifically for Kaido, like like we did with Bid Mom last arc. Um, just with how much, like, Kane's past has been, like, built up to be of relevance to this fight. <laughs> uh, yeah. kind of feels like we're going to get a Kane flashback, too. But we'll see how that goes, I suppose. Yeah, in a few days, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Um, pretty much wraps up this chapter. Now, I don't actually know for sure when the next chapter is coming out. Uh, on the Shonen Jump app, it says five days, because we're recording on Tuesday in this particular case. Um, but on Manga Plus, it says they're on break, and it won't come out until the 19th. So I uh, <laughs> guess we'll find out uh, in a few days um, on Sunday when... There is or is not a chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Indeed. Um, but that wraps up this chapter. Like I said before, we do have a little news segment to cover this week. Bring it on. News me. <laughs> you got a Buster. Uh, this past week, uh, volume 101 of the manga released in Japan... And with it, a new set of SBS questions to discuss. Uh, as always, we're not going to be discussing every single item, just the uh, like basically just one in this case that I deemed important. Um, but as always, I will include a link in the description to uh, the Library of Ohara, where Arthur has uh, detailed everything out with a full translation. Um, so there's only one particularly notable thing this time, and Boy, howdy, did I find it irritating. Uh, the oh names... Oh, boy. Uh, the names of those three samurai from the Yamato flashback have been revealed. They are uh, Shimotsuki Ushimaru, the Zoro lookalike, Fugetsu Omusubi, the chubbier of the three, and Uzuki Tempura, the thin man with the thin mustache. Uh, these three are the daimyo of three different regions on uh, Wano, and they rose up against Orochi after Odin died. That's all well and good. But uh, Oda goes on to clarify that Shimotsuki Ushimaru is not Zoro's father, and that he is undecided whether or not he intends to include Ushimaru's lineage in the story at all. <laughs> Which uh, begs the question, of course... If he is not Zoro's dad, why on earth do they look literally identical? <laughs> right? Maybe he's his grandfather. <laughs> Maybe. Or uncle. I mean, or... Could be. I mean, I've never known like an uncle to look that similar <laughs> to their nephew, but... Maybe, maybe he's twins with Zoro's dad. <laughs> you know... You got me there. <laughs> that would be Oda levels of just like, yeah, fuck you guys. That would be Oda basically saying he's basically his dad. You can think of him like that in like like a vague sense, but I don't want to tell you that. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but at the same time, it would not be the first time that like a, like a literal doppelganger like existed in a one piece because there's the whole kuina tashigi situation mm, um, yeah. 
So I don't know. That's a little weird, Oda. I sure don't want you to not clarify this ever, because I'm going to worry about it for all time. Yeah, it's, it, it's also weird that he did draw attention to it, but still left it pre- like kind of vague. Yeah. It's disturbing. I don't know why you did this, Oda. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I grow more and more distressed by this with each passing day, but here we are, I suppose. Um, and then I didn't prepare a picture of this for you, Jordan, but I'll send it to you later. Um, the only other kind of interesting thing <laughs> is that, uh, Oda also reveals what killer would have looked like if his smile fruit hadn't been a dud. Uh, <laughs> he is a true freak of nature. So I'm going to, Oh boy. <laughs> I'm going to paint the scene for you. Please give me a word picture. <laughs> Imagine a full sized elephant, right? On the tip of its trunk uh, is Killer's head, right? <laughs> and just sticking out of the side uh, is at least one of Killer's arms. We don't get to see <laughs> the other side for clarification if his other arm is there. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, that's what we're working with here. That would have been a difficult body for his moveset. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, frankly, this man left out <laughs> that his was a dog. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Phew. I'll send you a picture of that later. Uh, Please. We also got, like, the names of uh, Shanks' executives that appeared uh, back in Marineford, but, like, their names aren't important, so who cares? Uh, But again, if you want all that detailed information, it'll all be on Archer's website with a link down below. And that takes us into the reread segment. All right. Yeah, like Thomas said, we're doing 422 to 429 this week. Uh, this takes us from Rob's backstory to putting the fates of the crew on Mary's back one last time. <laughs> we start with like, well, we're, we're like right back in with Rob and Luffy. And Luffy really, I mean, he proves himself throughout this entire fight, but... Uh, at this specific part where they're like transitioning to um, the warships that are nearby, he shows that he could solo take out a warship no problem. Like, he takes out most, well, he does a lot of damage with like one move to the front of the ship. He takes out the mast with another. Very impressive. But Indeed. then he continues to use like his brain a little bit and he uses gear third defensively when rob is in like his full-on cat form and bites onto him he -hmm. like moves the air to concentrate where he bit so that he's flung off and either he has thought about how to use this defensively already or he's thinking it or figuring it out on the fly (laughs) both of which are pretty impressive yeah Um, maybe he was just like removing like air from like his foot or whatever it was in at the time to his hand that it just had to cross through his body and he just lucked out <laughs> right yeah like i could i could totally see that happening um luffy sure did get lucky that uh, that particular warship that he basically destroyed solo uh wasn't one of the five of them that had a vice admiral on it though <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would have been uh pretty bad news <laughs> indeed uh, those guys are pretty beefy and uh had they chosen to get involved directly pretty much at all during this entire 
nine chapter chunk, uh, eight chapter chunk, uh, would have been bad news for our boys. Yeah. And I mean, like, ugh, these dudes are not only powerful, but extremely rude. Like, <laughs> specifically the one vice admiral that ordered the, uh, I guess, part of the buster call strike on their own ship that had 1,000 soldiers on it. Like, yeah, Onigumo sure is a scumbag, isn't he? <laughs> he's the worst. Dude's been taking it's lessons awful. from a kainu, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and Spandam. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're they're all uh, of a feather. <laughs> <sighs> but then we get to see some of Frankie's personal growth when he stops Funkfried from hitting Robin on the bridge of hesitation. Like, there's the obvious parallel. I think they even show him stopping or attempting to stop the sea train on like the next page. But uh, I do like that right after this frankie says like he's been dreaming of ways to pay back spandam and then he he says like you know like this when he slams an (laughs) elephant sword on spandam i guess that was one of the million ways he thought of to make spandam pay very specific (laughs) he had a lot of time on his hands so he could get into the nitty-gritty there's a very special level of of catharsis given when you take your number one enemy uh, the man who made your life hell and killed your father figure and smash him <laughs> with an elephant. <laughs> His own elephant. <laughs> yeah. Insult injury. Just good. And I, I think someone comments later, like, or maybe right then, I don't know, like, you're still alive? <laughs> and yeah, Spandam is surprisingly well built, it would seem. Mm-hmm. You can't He's knock tanky. this dude down. He's a tanky man. I mean, he certainly shows all the damage in his face, but uh, still walking around. Yeah, he's got that cage to keep it contained. He's right. fine. Uh, before we stray too far away from like this literal first chapter, um, it, almost the very first thing that happens in this chunk is uh, Zoro, Sanji, and Usopp like trying to get to the Bridge of Hesitation through the underwater passage. Yeah. Uh, and... The tunnel is already flooding because Rob Luigi cut it earlier, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. In an effort to combat this problem, Zoro attempts to cut through the tunnel, right? But he can't because it's like reinforced steel or something. But wouldn't that have just made it way worse? (laughs) What was he hoping to accomplish by cutting an additional hole in this underwater passage? Yeah, I mean... Unless he was cutting a hole big enough for them to get through, that wouldn't be helpful. And even then, you would still need the whole tunnel to fill up yeah. before you could get out <laughs> of the hole because of the like force of the rushing water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, maybe Zoro just kind of got lost and <laughs> tried to break out. Yeah, that was just like, he thought the Etsy was there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> gotta gotta make your own exit sometimes. Yeah, who you put know? like this layer of steel and stone on this door we just <laughs> came through? <laughs> That's the only explanation that I will accept. Yeah, this chest, I think. <laughs> who boy? Um, so hopping back to Luffy and Rob, uh, Gear Third has run its course for the time being. Luffy is quite small, and uh, Rob gives chase. Like I'm amazed that uh this happened rob must have stayed in his cat form for too long throughout his life because he is 
really taken on some cat tendencies by playing with his prey. <laughs> right. I mean, he likes fighting. That's literally the only reason he's in CP9. He likes fighting yeah. and killing people. Yeah, but like, he's fought this dude for a while now, and I, I guess he is a very confident and cocky dude, but his job's on the line, and it is perfectly <laughs> teed up for him to just take Luffy out. But, uh... I guess it literally never crossed his mind that Luffy would still win. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Um, I like that in this little little situation, Luffy goes from throwing the biggest punch of all time to <laughs> maybe the smallest one immediately after. Indeed. It's all about that balance. Tiny baby hands on that man right now. Yeah, really, really, uh... <laughs> kind of made Rob angry, but it all works out. Um, and then, yeah, the, the crew, the rest of the crew, is saved by a beautiful and strong mermaid. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, my favorite out of uh, any of the ones we've seen so far. I can only name, like, two others, but, you know, Kodoro's number one. Yeah, hopefully always will be. <laughs> she really really takes care of business here and has throughout the whole arc i know we've said it before but just like a very good character low-key mvp of any lobby yep going in clutch on a variety of occasions couldn't have done it without her uh then we're right back into luffy and rob uh and the there's one specific panel where luffy like open hand blocks finger pistols from rob yeah <laughs> i noticed that too and that is spectacular <laughs> his his focus and his aim is so dead on to hit the fingers that aren't pointed out while moving at that speed it's incredible mm -hmm, mm -hmm. had his hand been like literally misplaced in any way in any direction uh he would have lost a finger at least yeah and he saw this move once before this mm-hmm mm -hmm. If I were Rob and, like, had been at the top of the food chain, basically, and, you know, being a living legend at, like, 28, I'd probably be pretty shaken by that. <laughs> Indeed. Poor guy. Like, yeah, some punk shows up, not exactly, like, a weakling or anything, but not all that impressive compared to his six powers and whatever. Uh, and then, like, an hour later... The rubber band is completely negating some of his fastest and most solid moves. Real existential crisis this man must be going through. Yeah, like, well, and not only does he block, he, he gets in some counters right then and there. Like, he's, uh, he's doing a good job. He's a good mm -hmm. lad. Going toe-to-toe, -to -toe, basically. Lucci's got him on the ropes, but uh, he's been standing up to him. He makes Rob pull out some of his, like, desperation moves, I assume. Uh, specifically the Six King pistol, which is kind of just a, a punch. I don't know why it's got the pistol in it, but... Uh, uh, I don't really know either. I mean, like, Luffy describes it as, like, very similar to, like, an impact dial. Um, mm -hmm. And it does seem to have, like, some range on it. Like he puts his fist up there and it's like a shockwave of sorts was the vibe I was getting. Um, yeah, it's just strange that it would be a pistol when they've already got the finger pistol move and it doesn't 
incorporate the same stuff necessarily. It's a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, regardless, it does a number on Luffy a number of times. Oh, yes. He's spitting up more blood than I thought he had left in his body at this point, <laughs> but he keeps on kicking. <laughs> it just responds really fast. Not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only thing that makes sense. When he uses Gear Second to speed up, speed up his blood flow, it also like speeds up the like creation of blood cells. So there you go, mystery solved. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think part of the reason that this fight is like particularly spicy is that Luffy has pulled out two basically brand new power ups, and he's still just always hanging on by a thread. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For every boost that Luffy gets, Rob has like a very effective counter on standby. Uh, it really shows that Rob has been brutally taking down people and like people like Luffy almost for most of his life. He's just so comfortable in most battle situations. Uh, and yeah, his confidence and cockiness, like it, it it's warranted up to a point i guess <laughs> indeed uh this is like the first guy that i can think of that is able to like stand toe to toe with luffy like physically the crocodile was holding his own a little bit when his sand powers like became moot in his fight but pretty much every person luffy's fought up until now he's been able he's been like stronger than like in a physical sense but they've got like weird powers or like are a Lodia type or you know what have you but uh Rob Lucci's stats appear to outclass Luffy in every way and that's uh an unusual opponent for him yeah yeah that helps make this just one of the one of the better fights so far in the series probably or at least one of the better Luffy fights indeed People are allowed to have their preferences, of course. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> well, fine. our opinions are correct, and that's all there is to it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's let's talk about Usopp here real quick. Um, when they all first gather on the getaway ship and are, you know, they've been revived, uh, all that, he essentially is rooting for Luffy to escape so they can all flee to safety mm -hmm. not that it would work right like <laughs> they they could not but he's he's still trying to get that i don't know the, the coward's way out and i understand his mindset i get it but uh yeah i mean luffy has he's seen well he hasn't seen luffy get beaten too much but he sees him on the ground and like this is insane it's got the rest of the crew up against 200 captains um one of which like immediately disintegrates one of zoro's swords yeah they got some like what if what if that dude had gotten a hand on frankie as well that would have been bad news <laughs> indeed his entire front half would have just like melted away he'd be only a butt just like tinamon <laughs> <laughs> oh dang now i'm sad <laughs> there is a neat little detail right in that little uh couple panels where that happens though just right after he loses that sword yubashiri uh on the following page we see zoro again but he still has three swords because he seems to have stolen one off a navy guy he's got like the the saber handle 
It's neat. Yeah, it's got like a like a ship's wheel or something on the the hilt, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved that. That was that was good to see. Um, yeah. Well, then eventually, Usopp expresses like his fear that Luffy might die, uh, and Zoro kind of just says, "Shut up!" <laughs> like, no, he won't. What are you thinking? Uh, and yeah, there's. I mean, there's the moment where Usopp rips off his mask and yells at Luffy and that, like, nothing about the fight has changed except for Luffy's attitude. Um, Usopp sees Luffy, who is both his captain and one of the strongest people he's ever met. Uh, He's down on the ground, about to give up, and this is a situation that Usopp usually finds himself in and often needs others to, like, help him out of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but here he sort of gets to be the savior he gets to take on that role for another in his own special way so it's like it is a pretty big act of bravery for Usopp especially like taking off his mask and confronting all of the issues that he has even though it's minimal still um and also like just straight up challenging <laughs> Rob to a fight yeah that would not have gone well for him but still big step forward for him and it works great you know there is a little moment here that i think i might have read too much into um when uh i think it's like right after he takes off his mask and he shouting over to luffy he's like uh don't think i came here for you any or anything uh we're still not friends or whatever he says i'm just showing like a little bit of defiance because he and luffy had that fight not all that long ago and right after that panel, uh, we had a shot of Zoro with like some ellipses. The classic dot, 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 as Zoro is considering what is happening. Um, and it could be just Zoro being like, oh, Usopp is like taking off his mask and like being forthright with Luffy for a hot second. But uh, I could also interpret it as him like hearing uh, Usopp being clearly not like <laughs> any sort of regret for what he said to Luffy before and like considering that like when like we find out later that uh Zoro has a big problem with them just accepting Usopp back into the crew without an apology. And I think that uh this might be the moment where that like thought was planted into Zoro's head. Okay. Yeah. I can absolutely see that. I like that a lot. Again, I could just be reading too much into that moment, but uh I can certainly see how it might be interpreted that way. Yeah. And I mean there's only like you know, a thousand and some chapters of One Piece. So you really got to read into everything <laughs> to make sure you, you uh, get the most out of it. Of course. That's the way I operate. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way we all should. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get to, like, the finisher that Luffy uses, which is one of the cooler parts of the fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I love the way that the Gatling builds for two pages then we get a double spread of the full impact of it hitting rob and then another page of follow-through just for good measure (laughs) like so satisfying very well laid out um impactful punchy in more ways than one (laughs) it going on for as many pages as it did really like drove home just how many blows luffy was landing there yeah yeah, and you get the flashes of like all of the crew members and a lot of the um, 
heart heart wrenching moments that happened in the in the arc. Mm-hmm. It's a nice mm-hmm. it's a nice way to cut in just uh not necessarily like a recap, but just a reminder of how heightened the emotional state, <laughs> the emotional like <laughs> everything right. is. Oda just wanted to like drive home the point of like how much taking Rob Lucci down means to the characters. And I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. And also how much Luffy is growing. Like he, Mm -hmm. he has made sure to put his all into uh, protecting his crewmates, his friends. Like I, I still think that what Iceberg said to him at the start of this has been weighing on him this whole time. And he's just doing his best to put it into action and, probably does for quite some time until it's just like not even a question you know (laughs) pretty much really taking that man's wise words to heart Mm -hmm. luffy's growing as a leader and i appreciate that a lot Mm -hmm. um after a brief little little check-in with zombie and co uh we're reminded that the crew isn't quite out of the fire yet uh, despite their numerous victories all seems lost until the infamous uh, eighth, maybe ninth crew member returns. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the Mary is back. Uh, all like Luffy can't move, so he has to rely on, uh, well, Robin specifically to get him down there. But they all hop from their treacherous little little uh, landing points <laughs> and. I think Kokoro saves some of them yet again, which is very important. <laughs> Indeed. Quite a few of those devil fruit users landed in the water, so. A rough time. And I think Chopper still can barely move at this point, so yeah, he's, he's double screwed. <laughs> Poor Choppy. Uh, and then almost immediately, there's a very cute moment where Luffy wants to thank Robin for helping him get off of the last support that he was on but she stops him before he can and instead thanks everyone. And it's just like, yep, that's, that's a good little button here. Yeah, I like that a lot. And, uh, <laughs> and then, in order to actually escape from the warships around them, uh, every team member does their part in their own way to get out pretty dang efficiently. Mm-hmm. It's a little odd that Luffy, Zoro, and Sanji's part is just reflecting some of the <laughs> cannonballs back, but they're tired. Indeed. And like Sanji's part was also like closing the gates of justice, but uh Yes, yes. He Zoro and Luffy's contributed. Zoro and Luffy's contribution uh, tenuous at best for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nami's navigating, reading the whirlpool, Chopper uh can move again, gets big to steer. Mm-hmm. Uh we get the Cuda Cuda Vol. I don't know if Robin... Oh, Robin uh, clutches Spandam, which is the most important of all. <laughs> yes. And Usopp does the smoke screen. Mm-hmm. So it's just... It's a delightful little little rundown. Everybody's helping. Now that they're all back together for the first time in... A long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Robin's been missing since, like, immediately when they got back from... Or when they first arrived on Water 7. Yeah, I don't know what chapter that was, but... Chapter 2. It's been a few. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh so that that's that's all I got for this chunk here. I mean, 
there's a few other things that happen. There's stuff that I missed, I'm sure. Galilaw shows up. That's fun. But uh, really, I've, I, I've got one question that I want to add. Well, unless you have anything on the actual content. Um, the only other thing I had was just like how badly the Navy underestimated the Straw Hats in this particular situation. Because uh, I know they sent like 200 like low-town smoker-level guys after them. But had any of the five vice admirals that were there gotten involved directly, uh, they would have been done. Like, those guys are, I mean, they're, it's a hefty step below, but they are the step below the admirals. And uh, yeah. every one of them knows hockey, uh, at least one of them. I only remember two of them by name, but uh, that Onigumo guy has a, a devil fruit power. Um Mamonga, one of the other ones with the mustache, has been proven to be very strong. And uh, they're all notable beefers, and I don't think Luffy and Co. could have beaten them at full power, and certainly uh, not when as weakened as they were. <laughs> Definitely not. Absolutely no way. But I guess it um, never crossed their minds that a relative newbie to the first half of the Grand Line, uh, like Luffy, could have beaten Rob Lucci. And I guess they thought their army of 200 smokers would uh, have that covered. I could also see Spandam being like, don't, don't engage. This is my thing. Like, I need the glory for this. So if you even attempt to move in, like, whatever, I'll pull. Not, not rank, but he, he's I like, sure will be of... annoying at you. Yes. <laughs> But, like, this is his mission, you know, and... Well, maybe he shouldn't now, have fucked it I up. mean, they're more powerful than CP9. Like, the the Vice Admirals could take out Rob no problem. I would think so. Yeah, I don't know. It is weird. Hmm. Uh, but aside from that, that was pretty much all I had. All right. So, how many years uh, of his life do you think Luffy burned through in the fight with Rob? Just in this fight, I mean, he used gear yeah, second. Like when he, where he's unlocked it, he doesn't really like know about the side effects as much as we do now. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. But like he used it pretty heavily here at the start, possibly less efficiently than he does down the line because he had just learned it. Yeah. Like, how much? How much do you think this is actually backfiring on your boy? <sighs> I certainly don't have any specific number guesses, but uh, several years, I would think, at the very least. I mean, Luffy, Yeah. It's, it's like you said, I mean, I would think that this particular use of it, uh, it's like literally the first time he's using it, so he's probably shaving the most time in this chunk. Right. Um, he seems to have a pretty good grasp of it and doesn't even really have to like do the late thing at all, like post-time skip. Um so I'd That's true. We see him like move his arm to the side and initiate it. I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'd imagine by then he's like, that's like maximum efficiency with it. And uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I really don't know because like Luffy's only nineteen years old or something, seventeen I think. So he's got a fair chunk of life left in him. So I don't. We also think... don't really know what life expectancy is in one piece we know people stay very powerful for a long time but we don't know general lifespan general lifespan certainly not um 
giants we know are going to be like 300 years old, no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Kareha is like 140, but she's like a bit of a <laughs> an odd case for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Big Mom is considered to be pretty old, and I think she's like 70s, I want to say. Yeah. But Big Mom is also an odd case because we know she can burn through her lifespan with her power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Whitebeard was old, but his main like deteriorating factor was his illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaido's old too, and he seems to be doing fine. But um, point was that uh, Luffy already has like a fair chunk of life left in him, so I wouldn't think that this like life burning ability of his is going to be like any immediate problem. <laughs> you know? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so either. I don't think he's going to like die due to this by the end of the story, for example. Well, I don't know. I, I saw another possibly crazy theory out there. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't, uh, didn't Roger die from a blood disease or didn't he have a blood disease? I don't remember if it was specifically a blood disease, but yes, he was dying from yeah. something, uh, already before he gave himself into the Marines. Yeah, so I saw someone theorize that they, or that Roger had the same devil fruit and was using the same power and using Gear Second over his lifetime basically created this disease in him. Um, but, I mean, there's not really much to go on there. It's just, uh, I mean, it's just a one connection that someone might have made. I hate the idea that Roger had Luffy's devil fruit, but mm-hmm. I do like the potential parallel to Roger having died young. Like He would have died young anyway had he not been killed by the Marines, but he had a smaller lifespan due to his disease, and Luffy might also die young because of his, you know, gear second, yeah. etc. Um and Luffy also goes on to like cut his lifespan in different ways <laughs> a few more times. Right. With Ivankov. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All those uh, hormones jabbed into his body. And with like, I think he had, like, had to burn through some additional time just to survive the poison from Ivankov, too. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. A whole mess. But uh, we'll see. That would be like. I don't know if the average lifespan is like 80 in one piece and Luffy dies at like 30 because he's been shaving through his life that way. That's like 50 oh. years. <laughs> oh, that would be so much. Yeah. I, I think you could make it to like, you know, 45, 50. That's still a lot. 30 years, 30 years. I mean, I, I was rough balling it here and I think he could have burned between five and 10 in this first fight alone. Like, oofa doofa. I, I think he was going pretty buck wild. He didn't know how to control it. It probably probably took a lot out of him. I don't know mm. if this is ever going to come back, but like it is talked about, so I had to think about it, you know? And, Lu- and Lucci does like kind of hype it up. He's like, oh, you're burning through your lifespan, and by then he's only used it like twice, you know? And then Luffy goes on to use it like a hundred more times <laughs> throughout mm-hmm. the franchise. We're just assuming that it gets like more efficient as it goes. It does seem right. that way, but it would make sense for it to get that way. But also, like, 
well, A, it's a manga, so whatever. <laughs> uh, but B, I don't remember my other point. Never mind. I made a joke and I lost it. There is no B. He never said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Poor guy getting more powerful at the cost of his own life. Hit rough out there. Yeah. Um, and then for bits, I, I guess I kind of forgot about it or didn't <laughs> prioritize it. I wrote down one. So I wrote down, uh, two, one of which we already covered. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, the one that I have is there's a shot of Usopp using his chalkboard and fingernails combo move against the Marine captains. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's his killer attack. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Pull out the, the splinter or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing that he swapped out for Soji King there, because that's not a very hero-like move. So, <laughs> no. I'm sure he saved their butts. Not very there. Sniper King. Uh, and mine was uh, Sanji's like existential breakdown <laughs> over Kokoro being a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Man was really on the brink from that alone. She hasn't said it yet. Don't ruin my hope. <laughs> yeah. Poor, Poor guy. guy. Rough out there. But uh, his dream comes true eventually. So hang in there, Sanji. In a big, big way. Indeed. And uh, the only other one I had was uh, Zoro and Sanji deciding in an instant, presumably without speaking, to use Luffy's body as a slingshot <laughs> to throw back those two cannonballs. Uh, and yeah, then they're... <laughs> it's like they've done it a hundred times before, <laughs> yeah. and then the uh, the peace signs yeah. with the deadpan faces mm-hmm. afterwards. Classic oh V for victory. <laughs> yeah. And then like Usopp says, uh, you two suck. <laughs> <laughs> or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. Pretty good. Indeed. Good stuff. The crew is back together, and immediately <laughs> the hijinks happen. Quite so. It made me very happy. A lovely way to cap off this arc. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, don't know if there's going to be a break next week. My guess is yes, but uh, we'll find out when you guys do, I suppose. Uh, feel free to send in your thoughts on this chapter via email to inheritedwillpodcasts at gmail.com, on Twitter to inherited underscore will, or in a comment on the platform of your choosing. As always, thanks for listening. Till next time. Goodbye.